Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wyke Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Wyke. Thank you again for checking in. On today's episode, I want to talk to you about something that it hit home with me when I read the article, and, and I think it's something that can resonate with a lot of the listeners that are out there, and, and that is finding your passion and figuring out a way to monetize it. You know, they always say that if you love what you do, you'll never work another day in your life. And and honestly, that is so true. I worked for Metrex for, you know, the better part of 10 years, and I absolutely loved what I did. Uh, I spent majority of that time working as a regional sales manager. I oversaw the Mid-Atlantic state, so I oversaw Ohio, all the way over to Jersey, and then Jersey, all the way down to South Carolina. And and I loved what I did. I loved working with the accounts that, that were on board with us. I loved working with our distributors, and I created great relationships with all parties. And it's something that I just truly loved. I would wake up in the morning, and I would travel, granted, almost every single week. Maybe once a month, I was home for a full week, but other than that, I would wake up on a Monday morning, I would hit the road, I would come back late Thursday, Friday I would be in the office, the weekend I would have to myself to get stuff done around the house, catch up with you know work that would be around here, uh, spend time with my wife and, and my dog, and by the end of, of my career with Metrex, I was controlling the team sports division, so I was working with colleges and high schools and pro teams and and different athletes of all caliber with their sports nutrition. And we had a line of products that was dedicated. They were NCAA compliant, uh, collegiate compliant, and we would just sell them to anybody who was looking to purchase them. I I love that job. I loved working with athletes. I was an athlete all of my life. So it was something that that hit home. Uh, I myself am a certified strength and conditioning coach. I'm also a sports nutritionist, so I spoke their lingo, and they truly appreciated that fact because a lot of the guys that they're talking to, and and I'm just going to throw it out there, from Gatorade, from Cytosport, from Honey Stinger, from Rock and Refuel, to you know every other bar that's out there that is compliant and meets the NCAA rules and regulations, none of them had any qualifications whatsoever other than the fact that they were just sales guys. And, and to be frank, I hate that term. If you're a salesman and you walk around and you say to you know your friends or family or new people that you meet you know that, that you're in sales, oh man, good luck with that. Because if you have to sell something, that means that, that you're trying to go out and convince somebody to buy something that you yourself do not believe in. I hate the word salesman. Me, I'm a problem solver. I will go to somebody And if they have an issue with something, I will fix it for them through whatever I have, whether it's products, my services, whatever the case may be. I'm a problem solver. I'm not a salesman because I'm not going to go sell you something that you don't need. I'm going to go and I'm going to solve a problem for you. I'm a problem solver. So going back to to what I said in the beginning, and that is you have to find what you love and figure out how to monetize it. So after just about 10 years with Metrex, I parted ways with the company and started my own business, Wyke Fitness. Uh, We have the services of personal training, nutrition consulting. Obviously, we have this podcast. 
We do business development and sales consulting for different companies in the industry, whether it's a fitness company or a supplement company. And then obviously, if you follow along with our website, we do a whole bunch of different content and copywriting. Um, and, and funny enough, today I got a, an email that somebody wants me to do a script for a commercial that they're looking to do on, on television, which is something that I haven't done before. It's super cool. They gave me the parameters and, and I worked on it, but I, I, I love what I do. I wake up and, you know, granted everyone says, oh, you're so lucky. You know, you're, you're your own boss. And to an extent, they're right. There's nobody higher than me in, in my own company. And, and I understand that, but granted, you are not your own boss. You know, your clients are your boss. So every single person that I work with, they're my boss. <laughs> they, they tell me how many articles to write, what copy they need completed, what script they need done. You know, and even my clients, my personal training clients, they tell me, I can say, hey, look, we need to work out at least three times a week to have you reach, you know, X, Y, and Z goal. If they say, no, I want to do one day or no, I want to do two days. I have to go with what they say. I'm, I am not the boss of them. The same with the nutrition. I can give them everything that they need to be successful. If they don't follow that, I, I can't do anything. Sure, I can I can fire them, you know, use use air quotes, fire them and and not work with them anymore. But, you know, that's that's not going to help me and it's certainly not going to help that individual. But, you know, you literally are are almost an employee of of everybody else who you work with, all of your clients, all of your accounts. So, you know, thinking that you're your own boss or that, oh, so-and-so owns his own company. He's his own boss. It must be so nice. He must be so lucky. It, you know, it, it's such a, a false statement that I think a lot of people have it in their heads that that people who own their own business are are greedy. It's all about them. You know, they're their own boss. They, they do this themselves. They do that themselves. They think about themselves. They think about their own money. They, it, no company grows without listening to their customers, their employees, and, and making change based off of what they say. If, if any owner says that they are the boss and what they say goes and, and they're not willing to work and compromise and, and, and change, they're not going to be in business very long. So for me, if you know my background, I started writing content for bodybuilding.com. Wow. It's, it's been over 12 years ago. And I love writing. It, it's something that has always come natural to me. Even in school, when when the teacher would say, okay, you know, would you like a uh, multiple choice, true and false type of exam, or would you rather have an essay? 99.9% .9 of the class would be saying, I want the multiple choice and true and false. And I would have my hand raised that I would want the essay. Just because I love to write. I felt like I could express myself and, and put it all out there better in writing than reading a question and then trying to figure out, you know, what's the correct answer from A, B, C, or D when technically maybe it's A, but it could also be B. And to me, I, I overthought those those types of exams. And, and for that reason, I usually did poorly on them because 
I would go through, I would put an answer down, and then obviously I would go back and check all my work if there was time, and then I would start second-guessing myself. Well, maybe maybe it's not this, and, and I would almost psych myself out from what I actually knew. So for that reason, I just like putting it all out on the line. I would just write it. I would put down my answers, you know, the, the knowledge that I had based off of, um, you know, what the teacher taught, what I read, and, and put it down on paper for the essay. So I always love that. So for me, when, when I parted ways with Metrax and I was starting my own business, I knew I had to do something with content and copywriting because I love writing. So that was the main thing that, that I wanted to get across. And obviously with the certifications that I have, I wanted to be able to help people with you know the personal training and the uh, nutrition consulting and stuff like that as well. But I found a way to monetize what I love. I wake up and people say, how can you write so much content? And if you've been listening to my podcast uh, or following on social media or on the blog or the website, I talk a lot about this 365 days of content. And, and it's something where I don't know any other author who has had something published, published, not something that they posted on their own website, that something was published online or or somewhere 365 days out of a year. I don't know anybody who, who has done that. If you're listening and you know somebody who has done that, um, please get in touch with me and say, so-and-so has already done this. So I can stop thinking to myself that this is going to be you know monumental that nobody has ever done this. Because if somebody already did it, I'm just going to burst my own bubble. I'm still going to do it, but I'm not going to play it out to be that Nobody has ever done this before, like I'm currently thinking, because I don't know anybody in the fitness industry who has done 365 days of content that was published somewhere all 365 days. So I'm not talking about you publish something on Monday, uh, nothing on Tuesday, but Wednesday you make up for it by having two articles somewhere. No, it's Sunday through Saturday, seven days a week, content published somewhere uh, not posted. So, you know, I, I'm monetizing what I love. I wake up every morning, uh, you know, I, I, I put my pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. But the fact is, there's a lot of people who, while we go through the same motions, you know, we get up, we get showered, we brush our teeth, we get dressed, you know, everything is, is pretty much the same. Not everyone goes to work loving what they do. And for me, it was always a matter of if I didn't love what I did, I, I wasn't going to do it. And I was lucky enough that every single job that I've had, whether it was when I was 15 years old working for Redner's back in the bakery, and you know I was working with a whole bunch of different people, and obviously I was one of the youngest people working for the company at the time, and, and I loved what I did. I loved, you know, helping people. I love putting a smile on people's face because they came, they wanted to get their order or they wanted to get this or that. And I loved it. And, you know, when I went from there to going to a radio station, I loved what I did there. I loved talking with people. I loved interacting. And, and honestly, what I'm doing right now, you know, basically staring at my microphone uh, is, is, is the exact same thing that I was doing for um, a subsidiary of, of CBS when, when I was with I-105. It was a country radio station based out of Effort of Pennsylvania. And I, and I loved it. And people were like, man, don't you, don't you get like weirded out that you're talking to thousands of people, you know, 
all at one time. You have people calling in, you go out to events, you have people, you know, constantly coming up to you. Hey, you know, it's so-and-so. And then back then my, my stage name, radio name was Matt Collins. And so that's what everybody knew me as. And and it was so cool to interact with people. I loved every minute of it. Sure, you had some of the, the weird people who kind of were stalkers. And, and I actually had a couple stalkers that um, the police would literally have to wait at the radio station. And they would wait for me to come. And then they would wait for me to leave. Uh, because th- there were some creepy people out there. And, you know, from there, I went to the gym atmosphere, working with clients, and then I went to the the high school at the same time, training athletes, and then I left all of that to go to Metrex. And, and there was never a job that I hated. So it's not like I, I would try this, I didn't like it, I would quit. I would go try that, I didn't like it, I would quit. I pretty much knew immediately what what I really wanted out of my job, my career, my life. And I just pretty much followed that. And and unfortunately, a lot of people, they don't know that yet. You know, they they haven't written down what they actually love and what careers and industries that would fall under, what position they would even want to look for. Are they qualified for that position? If they're not, are you willing to go out and get the schooling or to be an autodidact and, and learn it yourself, go out and figure things out for yourself and then go uh, put your resume in and, and go get an interview and, and show your skill set and in your knowledge for you know whatever particular job you're looking for. Or maybe you just want to start your own business, but you know nothing about it. I'll be honest, I didn't know anything about starting a business when I started my business. It, you know, there were so many books that that I read, but the one thing that is 100% truthful is I learned more through owning my business than I did reading the books. And and for some, it, it won't be that way. For some of you, you might be able to say, I want to start a business. I'm going to read this book. It clicks. You start your business and you're off like gangbusters. For me, it was a lot of trial and error, you know, doing this, doing that. This didn't work. Okay, let's tweak it a little bit. Let's try that. So, but the bottom line is I found what I truly loved. And while I worked maybe nine hours a day with Metrex and I loved it, I'm working more hours now than I ever have in my entire life, but I'm loving every single minute of it. And people say, Matt, how are you writing so much content? Like, don't you ever just get like a brain fart where you're like, I don't know what to write about. And and honestly, uh, you know, I haven't ever encountered that. You know, whether it was day one with bodybuilding.com when I was writing content to now where I'm writing, you know, multiple articles a day trying to get it published different places and and now doing this whole 365 days of content, which uh, which if, if you're on social media, I started hashtag 365 days of content. So if you see that and you want to follow along with some of the stuff that I'm saying, you know, go ahead and, and search for that hashtag. But it's it just I love what I do. And and my wife comes home, my kid comes home, and, and you know, the, the dog is with me all the time in, in the office. I bring him in the office with me. In fact, he's 
as I look over my shoulder, sleeping on the floor behind me. And it, I just love it. It, it. The people who who know me and who hang out with me, they know the passion that I have for the industry that I'm in, the health and fitness and, and supplementation industry and, and trying to grow my business. And what it comes down to is I want to help as many people as I can. You know, while you want to find something that you love that you can monetize, you can't just focus on the monetization side of it where you're constantly focused on the money, the money, the money, the money, the money. Because if that's all you're thinking about, then you're not thinking about solving a problem for somebody and helping somebody else out. You're trying to figure out how much money you can get from them. And and while you need that to, you know, keep your doors open, keep your lights on and, you know, all the utilities functioning, you know, but you can't, you can't base your business off of that. And, and, you know, people say, oh, well, Matt, you know, you've, you've changed a lot. You know, you've, your, your whole mindset has changed to your, your business, your business, you know, 100% business oriented. You're constantly thinking about things and, you know, you're, you're more serious now. And, and I agree with what they're saying. Um, I, I love to have fun, but my whole mentality now is, growing my business, helping people and and figuring out what my next step is to take my business to that next step and, and scale. So for me, I'm constantly trying to learn. And, and something else that I read in, in this article that was talking about find what you love and, and figure out how to monetize it. You have a lot of people that are doing YouTube videos. They're very creative, very, very creative. And, and I'll be honest, I don't watch television but I watch the hell out of YouTube. If if I could get paid to watch YouTube, I would never have to work another day in my life. Um, you know, I put in probably a good 12 to 14 hours, maybe 16 hours a day here in the office. And whatever time I have left over, if I'm not reading something about my business or my industry, then I'm on YouTube learning something about my business or, or my industry that I can apply. Um, and, and in this article they said, you have to dress the part. And in my industry, the the health and fitness and supplementation industry, a lot of it is gyms and supplement stores. And if you go to a gym, you're not going to find anybody, you know, wearing a suit in a gym. You just look out of place. That would be like going to the doctor and rather than being in the white coat or scrubs, the nurses and the doctors are in, uh, you know, sweatpants. It just doesn't make sense, or or you go to a or a to a construction site, and rather than having guys in work boots and and hard hats, they're in a suit and tie. It it doesn't fit in. So it's like you're almost programmed to think of how people dress based off of their industry a certain way, and and for me, I was kind of in that middle ground where. I'm in an industry that is very lackadaisical when it comes to attire. A lot of people are wearing sweatpants, uh, gym shorts, athletic pants, you know, running shoes, you know, Nikes, Under Armour, uh, you know, you name it. Sweatshirts, t-shirts, beat up, stinky t-shirts. Um, and that's the industry that, that I'm in. Those are the type of people that I generally work with because that's that's just how... The health and fitness industry is. You're not going to go to a gym, find people extremely dressed up. It just doesn't fit the part. You're active 
at these places. You're constantly moving. You're up and down. Uh, you know, you're helping people. You're spotting people. So yeah, you might wear khakis and maybe a, a three-button collared shirt, but you know, you're not dressing in dress shoes and uh, a tie or a bow tie or a suit jacket or anything like that. So you know, where whatever industry you're in, fit fit the part. And you're going to feel better about yourself. And here's a prime example for me. Being that I've been in the fitness and health industry for so long, I worked out of my home office the last, I would say, three years that I was with Metrex. So I would roll out of bed, you know, shower, brush my teeth, comb my hair, you know, do all that stuff. And I would throw on either, like I said, a, a pair of gym shorts or a pair of sweatpants. And I would come down to the office and, and do my work. Now, granted, I would put in a full day's work plus plus more, but you know, I was in my sweatpants. It was very relaxed. Uh, I, I was very productive, but I always had that mentality of not that I was being complacent because I was definitely not being complacent. Uh, I was doing circles around most of my peers, and but it came down to I almost felt like something was missing, like. Like I'm not taking my job seriously or, or my position seriously. And and it didn't hit me until after I left and I started my own business. And I was stuck in those same ways. I would walk into the office and I would be in my, my gym shorts and you know, my Nike uh, free running shoes, a t shirt, you know, a Metrex t shirt or, or whatever t shirt, Under Armour t shirt, Nike t shirt. And I would do my work. And I got a whole bunch of stuff done. Super productive. Great day. Uh, you know, put in 12 to 16 hours, did a whole bunch of content, worked on the website, talked about a lot of people, had some good meetings, great conversations. And and I would leave the office and, and I, I would still just feel odd. And and finally it hit me that I needed to change my mentality of yes, I'm in an industry where sweatpants and gym shorts are the norm. But that wasn't me anymore. While while I still work with people and I have to wear that type of stuff if I'm training clients or I'm or I'm meeting with people and, and we're gonna be active. But to do the content, to do this podcast, to to talk on the phone with conference calls, go to meetings and stuff like that, I found I had to change my whole wardrobe. I was so lackadaisical with, with what I was wearing. And, and I was so comfortable and relaxed with where I was, I felt like I almost stopped being as creative, if that makes sense. I know I'm kind of contradicting myself where I say that I'm super um, productive, and, and I am, but it's almost like some of my creativity left. So what I actually did was, I changed how I dressed in the office. Now, Nobody, nobody sees me. I'm, I'm in my office. The only, the only thing that sees me is my dog, Baxter. <laughs> and, and he doesn't care. He's not going to say, Hey man, uh, you're wearing sweatpants again. Uh, what are you doing? But I changed how I dress. So maybe I would wear, uh, you know, jeans and a button down jeans and a polo. Maybe I'll wear chinos and, uh, driving moccasins with a button down. I changed my wardrobe and it actually changed the way that I thought. I was starting to get that creativity back. So where I was maybe writing down just a couple ideas for articles or content a day, I was now writing down a list. 
And, and it's almost like I went outside of my comfort zone to start, but I always liked the feel, like how I felt wearing that type of clothing that it didn't truly hit home until I started doing it on a regular basis. So if that's you, if you're in a job where, you know, you can get away with maybe wearing jeans, uh, you know, a pair of loafers and, and a button down, maybe change it up. Maybe grab a pair of khakis or a pair of chinos and, and throw on some, uh, I don't know, some wingtips or Oxfords and a button down and, and look nice. Go to work. I can guarantee a lot of people will take notice including your boss. Um, and side note, don't ever dress better than your boss, um, especially if if they are into fashion. You can, you can dress extremely well, uh, but don't try and one-up your boss. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's a bad look. Um, your boss will take notice and, and he will not appreciate that. But, you know, dress nice. Dress presentable. You know, maybe be different. Stand out. And, and that's kind of where I am. It, it started the creative juices flowing again. It, it made me think of things differently and, and how I present myself, how I conduct myself, you know, during the day, um, how I feel about myself. I feel more, uh, more professional, more put together, uh, more business oriented, more business like in, in the way that I dress now. And, and other people take notice. And I'll be honest, not every comment that you would hear if you tweak the way that you're, you're wearing, uh, you know, whatever you're wearing, not everyone is going to be like, hey, man, you're looking sharp. You're looking good today. I really like those shoes. That jacket you're wearing, dynamite. That, that's sharp. I like that. Not everyone's going to say that. Trust me. I've been there. I've been out with people, uh, you know, friends. And they're used to seeing me in maybe jeans and running shoes and a t-shirt. Now I'm showing up in maybe jeans and a button-down or chinos and a button-down. And and a couple of them have said, what are you trying to do? Make us look bad? What, what are you trying to do? One-up us? Do you think you're better than us? What are you doing? And the way that you can kind of... I don't want to say shut those comments down, but it's going to start to wear on you if some of the people that you respect are the ones that are saying that. You know, if if somebody is uncomfortable with the way that you're dressing and, and they think that you are one-upping them, that is a problem of theirs. That's not a problem of you or what you're wearing. If If they are insecure about how they are dressed, and how it makes them feel, that's that's not your concern. You can't control that. So do you. If if you wear something and it makes you feel good and it makes you feel a certain way, do it. Who cares what people think? I mean, trust me, there are a whole bunch of people out there that are, are wearing goofy things these days that I look at and I go, oh my gosh, like what what is that guy thinking? Like why is why is he wearing that? But to them, they might look at me and say the exact same thing. So, you know, don't let somebody's opinion of how you're dressing, you know, change your thinking of how you do business, how you do your job. But, but think about that and, and dress the part. Uh, 
for me, it, it was an eye-opener. I never thought that just changing the way that I dressed, you know, for, for doing what I love and how to monetize that, how combining everything would just exponentially grow the business. And, and it almost got me out of a, a fog that I had. And, you know, it, it makes me feel better. I go through my day, you know, feeling more presentable, even though I'm not meeting people on a daily basis. Yes, I might go to my accountant or I might go to my attorneys or I might go see a client or I might go meet a prospect or whatever. Um, but it, it, it changes your whole mentality and it, and it breaks the, uh, the, the stagnant uh, productivity, so to speak. And it, it can truly help you. So, you know, that's, I don't want to drag this out any further than, than it needs to be. But I really think the, the take-home message here is, whatever you're doing right now, if you don't like it, grab a piece of paper and write down all the things that you love, the things that make you happy, the things that if you could do something for the rest of your life, it would be X, Y, Z, and, and just write down everything. And, and, you know, write down stuff that you hate and make sure that the stuff that you hate is not going to be a part of those things that you love should you go find something, a job, or create a business uh, that revolves around the things that you love. So find the things that you love, figure out how you can be unique, how you can monetize that, and don't think of it in a greedy way, but think about how you can make a living off of doing something that you love and how you can solve problems. Because if you're solving problems, the money's going to come. If you're out searching for money, you're never going to find it. You're just going to keep running. If you can go out, take a service or a product that you created and solve somebody's problem, they will continue to come back to you. And you know what? They're going to go tell their friend, their buddy, their associate, uh, you know, their business partner, hey, this guy solved this problem for us. If you're having this problem, I can guarantee he can fix it for you. And I'm willing to bet your phone's going to ring. So think of it that way. Think of yourself as a problem solver and, and how your business or your product, whether it's your own, it, like you own the business or whether you're an employee of somebody, love what you do. If, if you hate what you're selling and you don't believe in it, that's the toughest sell. I, I remember when I was with Metrex, there were products that I didn't believe in and I refused to sell them. And it pissed off my boss, but I refused to sell them because I didn't believe in them. I didn't believe the research that, that, you know, they were, or I should say, I believe the research. I didn't believe what they wanted me to think. Um, you know, looking at the research, I was like, this product isn't anything. I'm not going to go sell it because, you know, in good conscience, I don't want somebody to go buy this product if it's not going to work. Or, uh, you know, this mirror placement or this weight gainer or whatever. I'm like, I don't, I don't agree with it. I would rather have somebody just buy a plain whey protein and add, you know, their own fats or carb sources to it to change their macros and, and do it that way. Why, why have a product dictate what, what your macro breakdown is, you know, fill, fill it full of dextrose. Wow. Congratulations. You just have a, a crappy product. So, you know, find something that you love, figure out how to monetize it, dress the part, feel proud of the way that you're dressing. And sometimes you have to go outside of your comfort zone. Some things that you just need to do that you've never done before. And I can guarantee you're going to grow as a person, as an individual, as a business, as an employee, uh, as, a, as a husband, a spouse, uh, 
son, a sibling, a father, you know, whatever the case may be, you're going to grow. And, you know, you're going to wake up every morning going into what I would call play. That's, that's what I feel I do. This isn't work. I love what I do. I love talking to you guys. I love writing content. I love putting stuff up on my website that helps people solve their problem, whether it's putting on muscle, they figure out how to, how to put on muscle through some of my content. They, they can't seem to lose weight. They see a a weight loss article on my website or something that I wrote on a different um, website or magazine. Maybe they heard it here on, on the podcast. Maybe they're listening to this now and they're like, what you said makes sense to me. I, I don't enjoy what I'm doing. So I'm going to take what you just said. I'm going to write down what I love and I'm going to figure out what my next steps are. How can I monetize what I love? How can I make money doing something that I love for the rest of my life? And we'll use that as the take-home message and, and we'll end it on that. So if, if you guys enjoy the podcast, if you're listening on iTunes, thank you so much. If you're listening to it over on the Wike Fitness website, I appreciate it. You know, leave us a comment. Uh, you know, we'll have it up on social media. We now started doing Instagram, so I do want to throw that out there. Um, we obviously have Twitter at Wike Fitness. We have the Facebook, which is Wike Fitness, and we now have Instagram, which is of course Wike Fitness. So if you have Instagram, follow us. Uh, leave some comments. If you enjoy the podcast, you love the podcast, you love the information, you love the content, you love the website, yeah, you love me, you hate me, my dog's snoring in the background and it annoys you, whatever the case may be, let me know what you're thinking. Because I appreciate you guys. Uh, you stuck it out. I can't even tell you what episode we're on right now. Uh, they they all blend together uh, just because I love it. I, I don't count because I feel like counting makes it seem uh, monotonous. So... Thank you guys so much. If if you guys ever need anything, head over to our website. We got a whole bunch of goodies over there. Uh, we have some white fitness apparel. My ebooks are over there. Uh, there's a store on there which actually links to bodybuilding.com, so you get all the great prices over there. And then obviously, best bar ever. Use white fitness at checkout. W e i k fitness fifteen at checkout. That'll give you fifteen percent off your first order. Uh, but you have to click our link. Uh, from our website. So if you go to the homepage, scroll all the way to the bottom, right-hand side, there's going to be a banner. We'll say best bar ever. Click on that, and then that will help activate the account, which will actually give you that 15% off code when you use it. And then uh, you guys are good to go. But thank you again for, for tuning in. I appreciate all the support, all the comments. I've been getting a whole bunch of emails from the website about the podcast that you guys love it. You love that it's not just 100% fitness related. We talk about motivation and life and business and stuff like that. So thank you so much for the comments and, and feedback. We love it. Keep it coming. Until next week, enjoy it.